0: Welcome, everybody, back to the Game Vault podcast. I am your host, Mark, and today we're joined by Jen and uh, Dan. Um, Tom is too busy uh, going and training for his Gamer Dad competition this weekend, Uh, so we're uh, without him this week, but uh, how are you guys doing?
1: I'm doing well. How is our lovely guest, Dan, doing?
0: Fine. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. How are you guys doing? you always have a an open spot on this podcast, I would say.
2: Yeah, I know. You guys ask me to be on here all the time.
1: You're like our little celebrity.
2: That's me.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean you're our famous Twitch streamer, The Bat Dan. So. Sounds about right. right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. So um yeah, so real quick out of the way. Um we'll talk about this a lot later in the broadcast, but I thought I'd hit it early, uh, for the people um that may not make it all the way through. Um we are doing our Extra Life campaign um, on Saturday, uh, November 12th. We're raising money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, we'll be going from 9 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time to um, 9 a.m. the next day. Um, we'll be, as I said, we'll get deeper into it later on. We'll be playing a bunch of games. We'll be doing a D&D one-shot. Um, and then we will um, also be uh, doing some fun give- fun uh Uh, donation goals and um, uh, Wheel of Consequences stuff. So um, we'll be over at twitch.tv slash gameballpod um, right there so you can join. Um, And you can donate anytime between now and December 31st. Um, We would love for you to do it while we're um, streaming because there will be lots of incentives to do so. But you can go to tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle That's tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle. All right. With uh, the house uh, keeping out of the way, uh, Jen, what have you been playing?
1: So um, mostly all the things that I've been playing are my usuals, but we've had some really interesting changes that I wanted to mention. Um, So Dead by Daylight had a Halloween event. I did complete the Survivor version of it. So I did get a really adorable Scarecrow cosmetic for my girl, Kate. So that was fun playing through that. Yeah, it was it was not a hard rift that you had to play through, which I really appreciated. So it was it was really all just for fun, um, which is nice. The game is very competitive as it is. So having something lighthearted made it a lot more enjoyable, I feel like. Um,
0: it, it wasn't very sweaty?
1: No, not really. I feel like, I mean, I could have just been lucky and gone up against killers who respected, like, oh, okay, you're going to, like, kick that pumpkin because you have to do your objective or you have to do this, so I'll let it happen, and then you let me do mine, and... And then I'll murder you. (laughs) So it was cool. It was cool overall. Um, The thing I wanted to mention, though, is that they are or they have announced a collaboration with For Honor, which I've never played that game. But a lot of people are pretty excited about it because it's medieval themed. Yes. And I know in the past I've seen in the Dead by Daylight groups that I'm a part of, people have been asking for something medieval themed, an evil knight or something like that. So basically, there is a character, I believe, I think he's a boss in the game for Honor that the new killer is based off of. I don't know if he's exactly what the boss is or if he's inspired by, but his name is The Knight. He looks badass. He looks really cool. He's this big, stompy, heavy, plate metal-wearing evil knight who is stalking, you know, the survivors across the map. He has an ability where once he gains enough... um, I don't know what they call it, energy or whatever. He can call in a patrol. So it's one of three um, like assistants that he can call up- upon who have different strengths. Like one's really fast. I think one is really like strong. And basically you activate your ability. And for a short amount of time, you're in control of one of these three assistants. And they run really fast. So you can either have them break a generator or you could set them on a patrol path. Um, So then they follow that path for a short amount of time and they're hunting for survivors within that radius. So if you're a survivor that enters the radius, then they can actually break past the radius you set and chase after the survivor um, and try to like hit them or down them. So um, you can be really creative with it. I was testing him out. You can use them to cut off a path while you're chasing a survivor. Like You can very quickly jump to... The assistant set a path really fast while the survivor is running into an area where maybe there's only two ways out. So then you have the guy that you called in and you're from behind and there's really nowhere for that survivor to go. So that happened a few times. There's a lot of strategy involved, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how people play as him. Um, I think it could potentially feel like a little bit of a proximity camp uh, when um, you're using I- him to like patrol a hook when someone's on I- it.
0: I was just going to say it's built-in campers.
1: Yeah, but when I was playing as him, they don't last that long. And a survivor, there's ways to counter it. Like if a survivor just waits until the proximity runs out, which I think it's like thirty seconds or something. It's not long. They can wait nearby and wait till it runs out, or they could fairly easily outrun the person that's chasing after them as long as it's not the super speedy one. Um, or you know, one of them can get chased away and the other ones can run in and save the hook person so I think it'll bring a part uh bring about a bit of strategy which will be interesting um I heard there's some kind of like capture the flag aspect to it that's coming also which I don't really know what that's about um I've heard bits and pieces from people who have experienced that part I didn't play as the survivor so I don't know but they were like eh I don't know how I feel about this so we'll have to see what that is but um I really liked his perks. I feel like they're really strong perks by themselves, and then they can pair really well with existing perks to be a very strong build. So I think um, I think people are going to have a lot of fun playing as him. Um, and like I said, I didn't play as the new survivor, but I don't know if anyone noticed on Twitter, Dead by Daylight was trending because everyone is in love with him and how sexy he apparently is to everybody. He's yeah. like this silver fox. <laughs> so I thought that was... Not surprising, because the Dead by Daylight community can be kind of horny if we, you know, yeah. learned anything from the dating sim. Everyone's uh, horny. Yes, everyone's always horny. So he's really sexy, apparently. And um, out, all, after all of that being said, one of my favorite changes is still the fact that they added bots to custom games. Or they are adding it. So if you don't have a full party of friends, or if you just want to jump on and practice as killer or survivor without having to get into a live match you can now fill up your game with as many bots as you want or need. So that's good. Yeah, I think it's really great for new players or like I said, people who just don't want to play in a live match for whatever reason. If you don't have, you know, two people, one that's willing to be survivor and one that's willing to be killer, you can't do custom matches. So I think that's really cool. Um, VHS is adding that as well, which I'm really happy about. So I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction for these kinds of multiplayer games. It just takes off unnecessary pressure if you're really not wanting to be in a live match so yeah that's pretty much it for dead by daylight i don't remember when the collab is supposed to be dropping that next chapter i'm assuming probably mid-november okay. mid to end of november so we'll have to see when it comes out i think i don't know i think it's going to be really interesting like i said to see how people specifically play as the knight i think it's gonna be a lot of fun do
0: you, do you think we'll get any preview of it for uh, extra
1: life The problem is, I think the PTB, it's the player test build. It's the beta build for PC players. I don't think it's going to still be available for us to show everyone during Extra Life. I think they only run it for like a week. And I'm pretty sure it's been up for a week, so it might be down now. But I mean, if it's still up, I would love to. I think it would be really fun. Um, Because on, I can't remember if it was on, I think it was on our stream, actually, on Game Vault. I did the PTB and I played as the knight while also testing out the bots in custom games to see how smart they were. And they were, they were kind of potatoes, but they were good enough where I had a decent amount of um, what's the word, the competition, or I felt a decent amount of, of pressure to, you know, find them. It wasn't just like, they were running into walls and just like stuck like dummies or something. So it was fun. Um, Moving on, Phasmo had a Halloween event that I really liked as well. You just had to go around collecting candy, lighting pumpkins, getting a picture of the ghost with a pumpkin head on it. And and then um, you had to play on Nightmare Mode to do all those things. As long as you did everything on each map that they indicated, you got a Halloween trophy that was added to your trophy case in the new lobby. So I'm very competitive when it comes to stuff like that. So if there's something like an achievement to collect in the game, I really want it. So that was a lot of fun. So I got my trophy. I started playing Ark again. Uh, Death has been begging me to come back to Ark. So I went back. All my dinos are dead. So we have to start over. But I was considering building my base somewhere else or like a second base. So that's getting me more interested in playing again there. Um, VHS also had a Halloween event. Uh, it It wasn't as competitive. You basically just had to find your pumpkin, which was hidden somewhere on the map. And you would take out, like, the brain from inside the pumpkin. And if you ate it, you could turn into a zombie. Mm. Um, and you could also find smoke bombs and, like, throw them at the monster. It was it was mostly fun. Um, they had some cute Halloween costume cosmetics. Uh, the most amazing part of the whole event was how they reworked the high school map. They decorated it head to toe so well for Halloween. Like, there was fog and there was all these decorations. And there were skeletons popping out of lockers for jump scares. It was a ton of fun. It was one of those maps, again, kind of like their new Eviscerator map, where I just wanted to stop and just look at everything, but I was constantly being chased around. <laughs> so it was really, really impressive. Um, I believe they're actually leaving that as a permanent map. So if you're oh, lucky nice. enough to get an offering for it, you can always play it and go back. So, yeah, I liked I liked that they kept it. Um, and then I think really just one other game that I have been playing, and it's, it's brand new. I don't think I've talked about it before. It's called Phantom Hysteria. Okay. I think it dropped, I want to say, three weeks ago at the most. Um, it's a it's a ghost hunting game with a little bit of a unique twist to it. So you're still trying to figure out what kind of phantom is haunting this location by collecting evidence using, you know, your regular paranormal equipment. Um, but unlike Phasmo, where you have to collect three pieces of evidence, you actually have to collect five out of six pieces of evidence to figure out the phantom. So it's not as easy to just guess and move on. Um, you have to kind of use every single piece of equipment to make sure that you're sure that your guess is correct. Um, So once you figure out what kind of phantom it is, it moves on to stage two, where then you have to run around and do some sort of challenge that the game will let you know what it is at that point. So sometimes it's collecting statue pieces or destroying totems or like collecting rune pieces. Um, And what this is doing, according to their story, is untethering the ghosts from the world. So it's kind of weakening them. But at this point, there's no safe places to hide. The ghost becomes really aggressive. It's attacking you. It hurts you. Um, once you do that challenge, it moves on to stage three, where then you could use your like, kind of like a ray gun or an energy gun, like Ghostbusters style, and you zap the ghost and drain its energy until it's completely neutralized. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's very fast paced. Um, I've only played it solo. And it's it's really tough to solo because, like I said, the ghost is very aggressive. Um, but it's not impossible, which I appreciated. And one of my favorite aspects is that they have a leaderboard and you can compete (laughs) for timed runs against other people. They do reset it every week, which is fine. Um, I did notice that people are already flubbing their runs. Like they're basically just going in, guessing the ghost, getting lucky, and then just jumping to the second and third stages really fast so that they could be at the top of the leaderboard. Like there's no way to do it in two minutes. There's absolutely no way, the maps are way too big. So it's kind of annoying when people do that, but that's to be expected with any kind of like public leaderboard challenges, I guess. But um, overall, it's fun. I think maybe you might even like the leaderboard aspect. <laughs> I don't know. We, we kind yeah. of talked about it a little bit on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll test it out. I mean, we'll yeah. have 24 hours. Um, right. We'll have, we'll have some
1: time there to test yeah. it. So yeah, yeah I think, think that's it for me.
0: Yeah. So uh, Dan, um,
2: what, what have you been up to? I've recently bought... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the remake. Uh, Hell so, yeah. yeah. It was Semper Fi, guys, am I right? Ooh-ah. ooh, uh. ooh uh. Yeah, that's something they say, right? I think?
0: I don't know. Nah. I, was...
2: I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so I, I bought it yesterday. I played that. I streamed it last night. I haven't streamed in a while. So that was fun. Uh, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. It took me a couple games to get reacclimated to the controls and just... The general chaos of Call of Duty games, but it didn't take me too long. Like I said, maybe three games, and I was uh, back into it. I, I like these Call of Duty games more so than like the futuristic ones, because like those guns are just I I, I have no idea what those guns are. So at least these guns yeah. are just they're normal guns, you know? Yeah. Um, normal equipment. You're not doing wall jumps and flying around nothing crazy uh it, it's a good remake uh the, the first call of duty modern warfare 2 was one of my favorite first person shooters of all time and th- this one the maps so far aren't as as good but they're not bad they're okay um but I'm having fun playing it so far and I'll probably be streaming it going forward and uh I'm sure this will make an appearance at extra life as well uh, so, yeah, uh, th- that's pretty much it. What,
0: what, what's your, because uh, I'll talk about it in my segment, too, but w- which game mode? Are you still just Team Deathmatch, or has any of the new ones grabbed you?
2: Um, I- I'm straight up uh, Team Deathmatch. Okay. Uh, I-, I played a little bit of Kill Confirmed. I love Kill. Confirmed. But I- 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 it's okay, but I-, I hate leaving myself wide open. You know, once you get a kill, you have to collect the dog tag. Yeah. So like, as soon as you kill someone, everyone knows where you are, and you just got to <laughs> run and grab the tag. and yeah, it, It's basically a, a sitting duck.
1: It's very chaotic, I remember, from playing that in the past. Yeah.
0: All right, so for me, um, I mainly play two games this week just because I really wanted to finish one game because of a, uh, an upcoming uh, thing I might be doing uh, for our stream, um, which I'll, I'll mention at the end of my segment here. Um, so I, uh, played through the final half, probably roughly half, of, uh, uh, Yakuza Like the Dragon, um, the seventh Yakuza game, um, over, over the past two, three weeks, and, um, it's actually a really good, uh, story. I mean, th- some of those stories are outlandish, like, the things they can get away with in, like, public, probably not realistic, um, and just the sheer fact, um, of that you're just fighting people in the middle of the street. It's basically the conceit of the game. Um, always makes me laugh. Um, but of the of the Yakuza games that I've finished, this is the first one that sort of you know I I kind of didn't see the twist coming, um, and then they wrapped it up really well. Um, like uh, Ichiban, which is your uh, uh, Kasuga, your um, the main character you play is like the most lovable idiot that I've ever played in a game um in that he is at times both very smart but yet naive um in that he just wants to trust everyone um that he becomes friends with uh but he's also smart enough to once they turn on him how to get them back um so yeah it is I kind of I kind of like some of his antics more than than Kiryu, who was the main guy for the other six games um the the combat going to turn-based RPG like instead of Uh, beat them up uh, was both fun and frustrating um, in the sense that uh, once you learn certain things in the game, or maybe it's just me from playing a ton of RPGs, I figured out a way to, like, cakewalk through most battles, even though I was low-leveled for some of them. Um, Just, like, having the right combination of if these people go in the correct order, um, I can boom, 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 and take out, like, six of the eight enemies immediately. Um... And then also uh, the little mini game, which is where you manage a business. Um, if, if you get really good at it, you can easily just make infinite money um, because when you get to the top level, every time you complete a loop of the game, you get three million yen. Um, Damn. So, yeah, it becomes you can it's like, oh, I need this weapon. Oh, let me go play this game. that doesn't affect the time um, in the game and, and just get the three million yen that I need. Uh, through it, so I got a lot of high equipment and stuff that probably helped with my levels not being as low. Um, all the characters in this game, I liked it a lot better than um, the other Yakuza's, because it felt like an RPG party, um, with a bunch of misfits just mashed together, um, going to defeat, I guess, the equivalent of a god in this world, um, but I do highly recommend it. Um, the side quests are still goofy as shit as they always are. Um, and like I said, it wraps up pretty well and sets up for another game in the future, which is what they always do here. And um, yeah, yeah, I think I think if you like the Yakuza games um, and you're not allergic to turn-based combat, um, you, this one should definitely be one if you haven't already played it. It's been out a while. Um, go through and check it out. Um, and then the other thing is, obviously, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as well um got through the campaign um it was um you know your typical call of duty campaign um the you know action-packed michael bay-esque you know stuff in it um they did do some things that were a little interesting in terms of they they made part of the uh uh story where they didn't make america look 100 percent in the right which is a good change for most call of duty games um, they made it a lot more of a gray area on things, which I appreciated, but it was still your, um, your ragtag heroes, um, your group of five that you've known from even the originals are all in it. And, you know, you get to go back and forth and see the banter and a couple of the segments were pretty good. Um, you know, they improved playing as the giant, uh, you know, uh, was it C-150 or whatever the, the, the plane in the sky, um. And also, a, a mission where you um, are walking around without a weapon. Um, so, you got it's like a crafting system. Um, so, you gotta craft some things to be able to break into doors and make distractions so you can get past guards and things like that um, until you can get a weapon. Uh, so, yeah, campaign was great. Um, multiplayer, I'm liking a lot. Um, I'm liking some aspects of it more than Vanguard, but um, I think Vanguard. Um, despite its troubles and all that, was the game where I first learned how to be really good at this stuff. Uh, so I, uh, I, I still am... I got to wean off that um, things that take place in that game because they are using World War II weapons. Uh, but yeah, I am currently trying to level up to get a good LMG. Um, using all the uh, Mountain Dew that I have purchased recently to get uh, two XP and weapon XP bonuses uh, because I've become that kind of Call of Duty player. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy probably half the maps. There, there's a couple maps that are either too wide open or just needlessly complicated. Um, and I think the one at the US border is kind of too cluttered um, for me with all the cars there, but I guess they're supposed to be for cover and stuff like that. And then there's one in the desert that's like wide open. And um, for somebody without great top end skill, um, I tend to not do well in that map. But in terms of the games, you have your, your, your traditional team deathmatch, which is good. Um, you know, kill confirmed and free for all. And, you know, all your standard stuff, domination headquarters that you've seen in Call of Duties before. Um, prisoner Rescue is new. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it as much. Um, just because it, when you are the team trying to rescue the prisoner... Um, there's a little bit of a disadvantage. It would just be easier to go around and kill um, the other team and just take your 100 points um, rather than trying to rescue the prisoners and kill them, which would get you 200 points. Um, So, you know, I don't know if they need to balance that or figure something out. Um, But uh, I tend to get my ass kicked in that game because I don't know if everybody's adjusted to how to play it yet.
1: Yeah, Um, it might take some time for everyone to get the... Like, the main idea of what they're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the other game that everybody sort of figured out, but you can still tell when people are selfish, is uh, the knockout game. Um, where you go in and there's, like, a payload in the middle. And there are two ways to win It's either to, or three ways. It's either to eliminate the other team. It's six on six. Um, or be the team holding the thing for more than a minute. <laughs> um or and it's like the it's like the Warzone thing when you're the top money earner, Jen, if you remember, the, the yeah. like money flows off you.
1: Yeah, um, the, as you run around. Like the king or something. I forget yeah. what the yeah the
0: name Yeah, is. so it's kinda like that when you have the payload, um, which is just That's basically a, a, a backpack of money. And um or you can just have more players left at the end of the three minute round um to win and it's 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 uh first to five um wins. So Yeah, no, there's some drama in there. I saw a guy almost win it for us, one v four. He got all the way down to the last person, and uh, uh, he only got unlucky because that person revived someone. Um, So he didn't. It became a little bit harder, but yeah, that's a game where you can go revive your teammates. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like auto respawn, so you can have the strategy of. You know, you kill a guy, and if it's clear, you go and res your teammates nearby, and now you have an advantage again. Um, So some strategy there, but the selfishness I'm talking about is you can see people, clear, nobody around, he'll run past three dead teammates. Not even try to even revive one of them. Yeah, that sucks. And it's just like, (laughs) dude, you're like going two on five here. Right, you need your
1: teammates. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but the dramatic moments of, um, you know, a guy almost winning... Uh, you know one v something uh, because all he really has to do is if he survives long enough and he gets the guy to drop the money he can just grab the money in the final two seconds and win the match so um I don't know if you if anybody's ever done that but um, that seemed fun but yeah so i I've been playing around a bunch with that having some uh good times but uh, yeah it'll be fun to uh, team up with Dan at some point um, yeah. through I don't have any way of communicating them with voice unless we do it over discord um but yeah yeah it, it's it's probably um one of the the better call of duties um that i play you know experiencing since the original modern warfare remake came out of the four that have come out between this and that that i that i played since i've actually become a call of duty
1: um, call of duty bro i'm um, of was- duty
0: bro
2: I was thinking when you were you were saying that you were getting the XP from all the Mountain Dew and all that. It's uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to for Extra Life. Yeah, is just like absolutely eating like a pig. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just like Oreos, Mountain Dew, chips for 24 yeah. straight hours, just eating terribly.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Mountain Dew, if they're still doing the promotion at that point, which is at the buy like a whole bunch of 20 ounce Mountain Dews, because you can get a case, mm-hmm. um, but that's only one code per case. Wow. Uh, See, I'm already okay. thinking this way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I don't know if the cases like give you like a lot. Like I got I think I got two um tokens per 20 ounce. So I don't know if a case gives you like more than that. I'll have to do my cases once I'm done with them um to test that. But you know, it's 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 fun. It's definitely it's definitely my um, as we'll talk about soon, um going to be part of my solo segment on extra life. Um you know, it's the, it's the place on multiplayer Call of Duty. So if anybody listening um, is is part of uh, a Call of Duty bro as well, uh, feel free. We'll try and figure out how to friend on um, PlayStation or wherever, and uh, we'll team up. So, yeah, that's about it. I, uh, I really want to play FIFA 23, but I've been just trying to beat things um, before we uh, get to extra life, just so I don't have much in my backlog um, going forward. So... Moving on, uh, Jen, um, you have some news, and then I have a big addition at the end for it.
1: Yeah, so starting out, uh, Lionsgate is reportedly interested in teaming up with the John Wick franchise, which is pretty cool. Um, They would like to develop a, quote, big AAA game based on the John Wick movies. Um, According to their CEO, John Feldheimer, they've only really just started discussing the proposal, so nothing is currently set in stone. Um, but he seemed pretty excited by the idea and he indicated that they're very interested in moving forward with you know the idea of making a john wick video game um he thinks there's a huge opportunity um and overall i mean if they do develop this game this would technically be the first time the franchise has been turned into a big triple a title um there is currently a small game called john wicks he- john wick hex which is like a strategy game based on the movie um, but this game would obviously have a much larger budget and be able to do a lot more with the game. So I think it would be really interesting to see if anything comes with it. I'm already kind of imagining this like Hitman style game with John Wick. I think I think that would be really fun. Um, but I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on would you want to play a game about John Wick? Would you be interested or or not really?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that it took this long. To be Yeah, honest that's a good you. point. Yeah. Um, to get to get a John Wick game because everything he does with it lends to some kind of third-person action game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the John Wick hex was pretty cool because it sort of was a slow way of um, depicting what he does. Like, you had to, you know, move along a grid um, to certain points and pick up weapons and then kill a guy, um, you know, and then exit the stage and all that. Um, so it was an interesting concept all those it's um, it called hex games are good. I think there was like Lara Croft and Hitman and all that um, yep. that they did during the time period. But I, I, I have no idea why, you know, this has not been done before
1: at all. Yeah. And the movies are are very successful in general as well. So there'd be a lot of hype, I would imagine, around, you know, the game coming out.
0: Yeah. And it'd be a way to extend the series without having to have 60 year old Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> It's still doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting. I would definitely play it um, Mm -hmm. when it comes out to test it. But yeah, it's it's one of those like it had to be a rights issue. um, Yeah, maybe why this hasn't come out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool to play. So hopefully we get more news in the near future about it. If you know, once it gets set in stone, if at all, and we can uh, talk more about it, maybe get some gameplay at some point to watch. That'd be great um moving on it kind of feels like every year the holiday season starts earlier and earlier uh so that being said target has already started one of their black friday sales like if you're listening to this podcast the day it's dropped then the sale is currently going on right now um so from november 6th through november 12th uh target is selling 16 games that are part of a buy two get one free promotion um People are kind of assuming they're probably going to either add titles as the week goes on or they're just going to do this promotion again and maybe have some additional titles added as we get closer to the holidays. But um, they have some pretty decent titles. I'll go through them really fast. Um, First up was the Modern Warfare 2 remake that we just talked about a few times. Uh, Elden Ring, FIFA 23, Forza Horizon 5, Gotham Knights, Grand Theft Auto 5, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, NHL 23, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3, Slime Speedway, Nier Automata, Automata, Automata? End of Yorha Edition, No Man's Sky, Persona 5 Royal, PGA Tour 2K23, Ratchet & Clank Clank Rift, Rift Apart, Saints Row, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga Collection. So there's some pretty decent titles in there. And again, it's a buy two, get one free promotion. So if you're listening to this between November sixth and November twelfth, go check it out if you're interested. Someone also told me they're having a big sale on Xbox controllers right now. So Yeah,
0: yeah I would I would imagine um that a lot of those games it normally ends up they do a lot of EA like sports games end up being in those deals. Um like I'm surprised. I if you did say Madden, I missed it, but Normally no, it's
1: not on the list. Yeah,
0: normally maybe because Madden was terrible. And I was going to say, from what sale. I've heard,
1: you guys didn't like it, so, or you didn't like it. It was
0: pretty bad. I'm playing yeah. the 22 version. Um, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just real bad in terms of bugs. I don't know if they'll fix it soon, but yeah, it's pretty bad. But normally it ends up being FIFA, um, uh, Madden, depending on NHL once in a while, and uh, NBA 2K. Target tends to do, like, the $34 or whatever um, price, or, like, some weird, not completely half-off deal. Um, So, I don't know if they're being different here or whatever, but yeah, the... I can imagine that when they get closer, maybe it'll be, like, they'll flip from Xbox controllers to PlayStation controllers or something like that. Mm. Um, I don't know, but, yeah, Target's usually one that's pretty consistent with their Black Friday stuff, like, you could always sort of make a prediction of how they're going to go with it. Cause they do basically the same thing every year. Um, and yeah, it just sounds like they're just adding um, some stuff to that normal. Here are the popular games from this year. We're just going to put those on sale now, you know, to kind of flush out our inventory right? sort of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by the near thing. I guess that was the remake or not remake the like updated version that came out this year. Um,
1: maybe yeah
0: because yeah because that's like an older game so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we'll see um i guess we're probably going to see more um sales in this vein from target and other retailers so i guess we'll we'll report on them when we find them
0: yeah we'll probably get the best buy in walmart soon
1: yeah for sure um moving on embracer group once again makes game vault news but kind of uh in a negative way this time so on Tuesday, November 1st, Embracer Group announced that they are unfortunately shutting down their Onuma studio, which was formerly known as Square Enix Montreal. Um, so they had a meeting with staff and executives told them that they're shutting down the studio because they want to pivot and focus solely on PC and console. And they also just want to center their efforts around their AAA games. Um Onima Studio was known for mobile game developing, and from what I've heard and seen, they just weren't doing that great over the past couple of years. They weren't producing as many mobile games as they should have been, and then they weren't doing that well. So I think it was probably something that was going to happen regardless. Um, They also shared that closing the studio is gonna help them scale back the scope and cost of making the games. So um, it's expected to affect about 200 employees, Um, But reportedly, some of them were offered jobs at its sister company, Eidos Montreal, which Embracer had also purchased from Square Enix. Um, Since Eidos Montreal is currently working on a a new game that is very early in development, hopefully they're bringing in as many of these employees as they can to assist in the development and also offset all of these, you know, people being jobless, so... It's unfortunate, um, but like I said, I was reading that this was something that might have been a long time coming for Onima or Square Enix Montreal, as it was formerly known as.
0: Yeah, it, it's just also when you get sold to another company, sometimes yeah. they, you know, don't seem they don't not that they like just want to lay people off. In some cases, that's true. I'm not excusing mm-hmm. that, but for this, they were probably like, all right, we just wanted the IPs for some of these studios. You know, let's see if we can. You know, if we have to lay them off, maybe we can put them somewhere else where we're just right. starting up a game instead of having to go through the hiring process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, sort of. You you hope that there's some um, you know empathy there, but you know, right. I never assume it with with giant corporations like right. Yeah, they're um, they're a
1: huge corporation, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully and, and, it
0: was. Yeah, and even even the empathy, which is like, oh, we got these spaces where we can put these people. You know. Mm -hmm. um going towards for um you know uh future games and stuff like that it's more so that they can save on the uh on the cost of going through the hiring process
1: right yeah so yeah hopefully most of these employees can uh find you know a new job with the other studio or um at the very least hopefully find another job elsewhere quickly um but my last story and then we can move on to what you have Uh, has to do with a short gameplay clip of Kojima's upcoming game Overdose. It was leaked a few days ago. Um, If you haven't seen it yet, I will warn you, it is a absolutely terrible quality clip. It's literally filmed by a shirtless dude who you could see in the reflection of his computer screen who was holding his phone to make the recording. And he's recording a poorly recorded video of a woman who is holding up her phone which appears to be how she's playing it, maybe through some kind of like cloud gaming software. Um, So it's terrible, like laughable quality. But the clip basically shows the game's female character. She's kind of exploring an abandoned building. I don't know if it's a house or if it's like um, some kind of institution, but she runs into some kind of enemies, I think, off screen. They seem maybe paranormal or alien. And there's red symbols that flash up on screen. They kind of indicate that maybe you have to do some kind of reaction to pass through that section of the game, like hit a certain button. Um, So she's running away from what's chasing her. And she runs into a large kitchen. And she kind of like trips and falls and kind of like hides behind a kitchen island. And she looks behind her. And whatever whatever she thinks is chasing her is gone. And she kind of looks really like, like relieved. And then all of a sudden, she looks up and screams because whatever it is is now sitting above her on the kitchen island and the screen cuts to black and the the words game over are on the screen and then it fades into the title which is overdose so it's again terrible quality but pretty interesting if you want to see it yourself you could head over to xputer they actually have the leaked video on their site um some people are assuming because this is leaked so close to the game awards we may be able to expect an actual polished official look at the game for the game awards um but i mean kojima is saying that this is supposed to be unlike anything you've ever experienced before so we'll see
0: it's a strand game
1: yeah i don't know yeah we'll have to see it i mean so the stills that i've seen of the main character look pretty cool but uh yeah i i would love if anyone watches if anyone watches the the leaked clip just to hear your opinions it's it's hilarious how bad it is, <laughs> quality-wise. It's probably more, uh, definitely more distracting than the clip itself. Like, it kind of takes away from the clip, but yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to a strong horror game from Kojima. That's, that's what I'm hoping for here, so I hope, did, I hope that's what comes of it.
0: Did the, um, uh, the girl in the clip look like El Fanning?
1: Uh, I don't know. I have to look at a picture to, to give you that answer. I don't think so. I would say probably not, but I have to look at it.
0: Yeah, because there was that thing that came out that uh Koji like that she had signed on to be part of the next game. So
1: Yeah. Uh I would say no. Cause the girl in the clip has brown hair and she doesn't really have, in my opinion, the same features, but maybe maybe that's something they're still working on. Maybe it will Could look be. like her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or it was just that's a you know, stand in.
1: Right. For right. Yeah. But yeah, so. that's it. That's it with my news. All right. So I
0: have a couple uh, pieces of news um, we'll go we'll go through my uh, quick ones here which is if you have PlayStation plus um, uh, the November monthly games um, are Neo 2 um, the Harry Potter Lego collection and um, heavenly bodies um, which is like a small indie game um, so yeah so if you if you have PlayStation plus you know those are the games um, you can probably get now it's usually the first Tuesday of the month. Um, I think the first was a Tuesday. So um, go go download those if you haven't already. Um, and for Xbox Game Pass, um, they've added um, these games um, between both Ultimate and um, uh, what's called um, Console. You know, you have uh, Return to Monkey Island uh, will be on there. Um, yeah, a couple indie games like Ghost Song Impediment, and I think that's tai- Tian Ding. Um, And uh, Vampire Survivors is the big one. Probably one of my top three games of the year um, coming to your uh, Xbox console. Um, And then uh, The Walking Dead um, uh, coming to PC, those uh, Telltale games. Uh, So of this list here, probably I would highly recommend uh, Monkey Island and Vampire Survivors. Um, as limited as in graphical quality as Vampire Survivors is, is probably the most fun game I've played, um, in 2022 so far. Um, it's just insane, and the addiction is there. I was like, alright, now I know how to do that next run. I can, you know, do it better and get more points. And, um, yeah. I would go ahead and check it out. Or if you just want to buy it on your PC so you don't have to worry about it, I think the game is still four bucks. So, um... You're not adding much to it, um, so be sure to check those out. And then, quickly, um, as, since we've talked a lot about Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, um, it, the as of November 1st, when the story was uh, issued, they had uh, uh, met or surpassed 80 million dollars uh, sold um, in the three days, um, which is wow, the record crazy. the record for three days for a Call of Duty game. Um, so I think everybody was ready for this game to come out, especially, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the disappointment of Vanguard when they went back to World War II. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it looks like we'll probably have a lot of people to play with online for a while. Uh, but the big story um, that I had pulled was um, Sony announced um, on, I believe this is Wednesday, um, the details for their PlayStation VR 2. Which will work with the PlayStation Five, um, as previously mentioned. Unfortunately, it will not be backwards compatible with the original PlayStation Plus VR games. Um, so, you know, if you if you did purchase that and have games for that, if they're either going to update it for this, or you know, you're you can't, you still have to use the old uh, headset. Um, so, they gave a, a release date of February 22nd, um, and the headset will retail for about 549 dollars. Uh, So pre-orders go up on November 15th. Um, There is, like, a a bundle, you know, which will have the headset, two controllers, and a stereo-like headphones um, to enhance the audio. Uh, And the upcoming titles that you can get if you are planning on purchasing this day one, um, you know, you have uh, uh, from Supermassive, you have in the Dark Pictures universe, you have a game called Switch Black, or Switch Back, sorry, um, BR. Um the uh very popular worldwide uh first person shooter Crossfire uh has a game on there. Um there's Cities VR, um which is City Skylines, um in VR. Uh Hello Neighbor, um, which is that uh sort of like uh, someone's chasing you game. Um there's a Jurassic World um collection um on there. And um, you know, the rest of them are just like basically indie games that are you know, um, just on here, just, I guess, tech build, you know, things that will take care of fans of the technology. Um, the um, main thing that will come with it um, is installed will have Horizon Call of the Mountain um, if you get one of the bundles. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um, and obviously you can buy more controllers and charging stations and all separately. Um, the fun thing is that this, there's got to be something Different with this because the MetaQuest 2, which I do own, um, retails for $399. Um, So you're looking at like a $150 price jump for this. Uh, So hopefully it's because this one will have the games on it um, and maybe just be a better quality VR um, thing. But yeah, once again, it will launch February 22nd um, and retail for about $549. So if anybody's interested out there um, and don't have a computer or don't want to have the Quest, um, this this is your inroad if you have interest in VR. Sweet. So any any thoughts on VR, Jen?
1: I've been saying for a while that I would love to get a VR headset, um, and not just for Phasmo, <laughs> but I feel like it's it adds a fun element to games that I've never really experienced before. Um, and I feel like it's come far enough technology-wise where it's not going to be... Well, just like a piece of crap that doesn't perform as well as you wished it did. I feel like you know it's it's a pretty good investment at this point. Um, I know you have VR and you seem to like it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I have, I only bought two games for it because again, I don't really play the games that I have on my systems or computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the two that are probably the best for it: Beat Saber, um, which is really cool. You just got to make sure you have enough room because you're swinging your arms around. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> true. Did the thing, So you want to make sure I have, luckily. My living room is wider than it is or, or longer than it is wide. Mm-hmm. So I can sort of just stand at the part that's long and have plenty of room um, back and forth. Um, and I got um, super hot VR, which is the uh, the game where you have to go through these levels and um, and destroy these like uh, pixelated like enemies sort of pixelated is probably not the right word. Polygonal um, enemies uh, mm-hmm. by using whatever's around you. And the conceit in it, if you guys don't know what super hot is, is that the action pauses when you don't move. Oh. Um, so you have time to sort of look around and be like, but you can't, like, push the move button.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting.
0: Sort of like, go. okay, there's, that guy's got a gun, that guy's got a sword, there's a sword here, there's, yeah, and sort of like, and you got to do it all real fast. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of makes you feel like a John Wick, for instance, um, while playing it. Um, so those are the two games I have for it, and and they're great. Um, I don't know if there's any other games I would get for it, you know, if there's any suggestions for MetaQuest, but um yeah, yeah, those those were the two that I'm like, all right, this takes advantage of it. Um I'm thinking the only other one would have been Tetris Effect, but I'm not good enough at Tetris mm-hmm. um, to 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 have that not just be frustrating. um uh, so, but I'm interested to see if this will be a lot more triple A stuff now that it's like Sony branded.
1: yeah,, you know. definitely, all
0: right. So that is the news for this week. Um, we'll move on to our topic, which is, as I mentioned earlier, um, we have our extra life campaign coming up um, on Sat this Saturday, November twelfth. Um, we have um, a bunch of games that we're going to play. Um, we have a and D one shot. But uh, uh, before we get started, and just talk about um, that all in general. Um, Jen, um, do we have, like, updated donation goals for people? Yes, yeah, so
1: to? I would say it's still a work in progress for the most part. We haven't come up with exact amounts for the donation goals, but I can definitely give people a uh, behind-the-scenes glimpse into some of the donation goals and the Wheel of Consequence punishments that we're going to have going on. Um, and again, some of these might change, um, or we might add to them as well. Uh, so it'll be still a little bit of a surprise during extra life. But for donation dollar amount goals, um, a few of our a few of our choices are to play a Splatoon Splatoon three match with motion controls only as a group, which apparently will be extremely chaotic and probably very funny to watch. Um, spicy noodle challenge for the group, which is something we did last year. Um, playing Hades on max heat, which Mark has volunteered to do. And I know the game is hard enough to begin with, but Max Heat is, like, the absolute hardest difficulty, I'm assuming, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can um, sort of change things to where enemies do double damage to you and you do half damage to them. And um, there's one where it upgrades all the bosses um, mm-hmm. to have an extra thing. Um, like, for instance, the um, the Bone uh, uh, Learner or whatever... Um, the bone dragon sort of thing, um, you end up, the whole thing is like surrounded by lava, so you can't just like quick cut around the board, you have to try to avoid landing in the lava. Oh, um, yeah. And then the, um, for the one fight between the, um, when you're fighting the two people when you're leaving Elysium, um, they get to get on uh, powered chariots. Like, <laughs> and, and, and ride around the, the stage after you. Um, I've never fought Hades on his high heat, um, so I don't know what that is. Um, I doubt I'll even get there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's just turning that stuff in where you'll, you know, you have to sacrifice a boon at the end of every world, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of stuff like that where it just just hampers you as a player. There's um, heat goes up. There's 32 different, like, the level is 32. um, And it's like that's, you know, everything maxed out. So, right. for those of you to play Hades, you kind of know what I'm in for um, here. Um, you know, it even has stupid things like it makes things more expensive to buy um, when you go visit the shop um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, it'll be it'll be chaotic and and dumb and and then I'll let Jonathan play and he'll show me <laughs> how much better he is at that game than I am.
1: Well, that sounds like a fun time then. Yep. Um, Something I know that Tom wanted to do during the stream is uh, show everyone how he builds custom keyboards, which is one of his hobbies. So I was thinking maybe we can also do uh, a custom keyboard giveaway for a certain dollar amount, maybe do a raffle at some point for that. So I think that would be fun. Um, I would be down to do a cosplay stream of some kind in the future. We haven't discussed details on that, but, you know, we'll again, once we have Dollar amount goals and things ironed out. We'll have that information for everybody. Yeah, and, and then to, I would.
0: I was going to say, and to add add to that, up it. Uh-huh. Um, I'll I'll join you in the cosplay.
1: <laughs> Perfect. As something. Perfect. See, it's getting better already. Um, I think a lot of us minus one would like to see Tom play Scorn. So that's on here. Um, I I put down thirty minutes. I don't want to you know traumatize the guy or anything, yeah. but that's a potential dollar amount goal. And then if anyone was um, a part of our extra life stream last year at any point, you would probably know that we had an ultimate stretch goal of doing a group hot tub stream. I'm bringing that back for this year. Okay. I'm putting that back on the list. So I think, I think the idea that we have behind it is hilarious and we won't mention it here, but if it happens, you guys will see it. So those are our current dollar amount goals. Again, not complete list yet. We're still working through the the details and everything, but as soon as actual Life hits, we'll have all that information posted on our socials and all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, um I, I imagine me and Jen's
0: gonna talk through it and um we'll have I guess a barring last minute additions we can pop it up on the Discord yeah. in both my Discord, my Discord, our Discord, um and uh Roxy Foxy Discord yep. so that at least catches everybody's eyes.
1: Exactly. Yeah we'll list it a few places. Um, and then to quickly touch on the wheel of consequences, this was a really fun thing that we did last year for the first time. And I feel like it was, uh, it was a nice addition to extra life. Yeah. Um, so we're bringing back Bean boozled, which is those really disgusting jelly beans. Um, so we're going to cycle through who gets to eat the bean. Um, we're going to do the temporary tattoos again, where the donator gets the choice of the tattoo and the person it goes on. Um, I'm sure we'll be taking shots at one point. um, I believe Jonathan recommended doing some kind of pickled, pickled food <laughs> tasting. Um, so I was thinking maybe either do some kind of spicy pickles or hot sauce taste testing at some point. Um, and then the grenades only round of Halo was really fun last year. So I feel like we should probably leave that on there. And the ever exciting game, playing a game blindfolded, which I've done in the past on my own stream for my stream anniversary. And it's, it's chaotic. Um, you could have people talk you through the game if, if you need help. So I feel like it's a lot of fun. Um, so those are just some things that are going to appear on the Wheel of Consequences as well. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that is the stuff we have um, pretty much set in stone here. Um, like I said, it'll, a full list um, will be posted closer to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we have a... Uh, I guess, a tentative list of games. Um, I don't know what Dan um, discuss anything he's looking forward to or or thinking about having us play.
2: Um, Anything I'm looking forward to. I I like the I enjoyed the uh, spice. anything to do with food challenges. I like because it's very simple. It's easy to do. Uh, And it's like an instant gratification kind of thing for the viewer. Right, yes. Cause it's not one of those things right? like where Jen is talking about doing, or you guys were talking about doing like a cosplay. It's like, all right, well, that could be. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but that could be. Who knows when that would be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's still a good idea, and it's fun to do. But um, I, I like the food. I like the um, the blindfolded playing. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Or like, maybe we could do. Uh, I, I'm we we wanted to do the. The Hot Ones Sauce Challenge. Yeah, and we we looked up the price of the hot the the sauce, and it's one hundred and thirty dollars. Oh yeah, for, for the hot sauce. So I was like, oh, I don't think we'll be doing that.
0: We can go get hot sauces at like the shop, right? Yeah, yeah, for two dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was quite ridiculous looking at the yeah. price of the Hot Ones branded yeah. sauce. Yeah, it would
0: be like oh. get a thing of Frank's and make someone do a small shot of it.
1: Or right, I was yeah. saying, like, a sample spoon or something. If it's going to be yeah. on there a couple times, then, you know, yeah. we don't want to chug a bottle, but we could right. do something with it, I think.
2: Yeah, uh, so something along those lines is always fun. Um, what else? I, I'm works. looking forward to the first-person shooters, Halo, uh, doing some Call of Duty, like we said. I, I, I haven't... Usually when I play, it'll be like a 2D side-scroller. Maybe I'll try to do a Donkey Kong Country 2 speedrun uh because last year i tried i wanted to get 100 percent on everything but that that would take too long and it's you know probably not as fun but yeah most of the time i just go and i enjoy doing the jackbox games and just hanging out that that's really what i look forward to the most but uh, you know whatever comes along maybe i'll think of a couple games to play but right now just mostly the like Halo, Call of Duty, and the Jackbox games, are what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and for me, um, you know, I I am looking forward to um, just seeing what uh, Jen has up her sleeve for the uh, D and D one shot. Um, I'm already in love yeah, with the one shot.
2: The... I completely <laughs> forgot about that.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm looking sure. forward to that as well.
0: Yeah, um, I'm already in love with my character. I do have to talk about one thing um, outside of it with with her. Um, not anything major but just a fun part for you guys um that i would like to have on there but um yeah that's going to be interesting and we to be starting that a little bit later so we can get probably more of an audience um and see that um yeah so we'll just uh just have some some you know the the morning stuff um both the 9 a.m to when we play dnd and the middle of the night stuff it's always interesting to me what what we end up doing and um uh, this year we're taking naps throughout it Because we're all old um, And kind of doing shifts Which I think is, is the better way to do it Especially when you have five of us um, You know uh, There, we, we only really need two or three um, You know on, on screen at all times uh, But the thing, I'm most I'm, try- I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to do it But I want to at least spend A little bit um, With um, uh, Dan and, and and Anthony playing through the game Immortality um, which is just a game where you're scrolling through this uh, footage from this actress's like three movies that never got released um, and trying to figure out the mystery behind it um, the the only problem is we'll have to have somebody ready at the producer's thing because there's some uh, nudity that does pop up out of nowhere um, even though the director said that you know they have a deal with Twitch <laughs> that it's okay um, but yeah but um it'll, I just want at least uh, your guys' opinion as people to watch movies, just the um uh how they, you know, shout these three fake movies here. Um, because they're three completely different genres. So yeah, that's mainly uh thing I'm looking forward to. The uh you know, Dan mentioned most of the games um, you know, that we do every year and we'll see if there's if we can conjure up anything special with this hot sauce thing. Um uh, maybe have someone uh do hot sauce, you know While playing a game or something as, as some kind of goal um, So it should be should be Interesting, um, I'm, I'm looking forward To it, I know we're going to have um, A slightly bigger community than last year So it'll be interesting to see when we get to Multiplayer stuff And um, just overall the, the vibe The whole time So um, I don't know if uh, uh, Jen has anything to add, anything in particular You're looking forward to Any teases for the audience, for the one shot
1: <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to DMing the one shot. It's technically the first time that I ever DMed a full idea that I'm writing. Um, I've done a few like starts to a campaign where you go through the typical Vandelver uh, experience, yeah. if anyone knows about that. Um, but this is the first time that I'm writing mostly all of it myself. I'm going through some ideas that I found online as well just to help me not go absolutely crazy in preparation before this, but it is mostly everything that I'm coming up with on my own. Um, It is, I think, and you guys can let me know, I guess, when it happens. I think it's a nice balance of um, puzzles and battling. And it's good for someone that doesn't want to have to role play a lot, but you certainly can if you want to. And I feel like it might fit everyone that plays, like their playing styles pretty well. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's all I'll say about it. I think it's going to be fun, and I did tell this to Dan, obviously off podcast, but depending on how far we get in the one shot, um, I may be willing to DM a part two if we don't get to the end, Okay. because I kind of want to finish it, but you know how it goes when you play D&D, you can't really tell how long something is going to take. You guys might run through the whole entire thing in an hour, I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah. if it does last like a really long time and we're kind of having to cut it off to move on to something else... I would be cool with DMing a, a part two, um, but we'll have to see. But um, other than the
2: um, like another part of the, the donation. Uh, yeah. Goal.
1: Like uh, to be continued. If you right. want to see part two, <laughs> Okay, we have yeah, to make yeah. this out. That's not a bad idea. I, I like that. Or like, yeah, we could do that saying, you know, if you want to watch it live or like, we'll just continue it on our own and you want to know what happened. Right. I like it. The mysterious, the cliffhanger note um aside from that looking forward to playing jackbox with everyone um halo is always fun i want to get in on like a a wrestling tournament if we can this year wrestling game tournament not an actual wrestling match um what else i mean playing phasma was really fun last year um i just really like the wheel of consequences too it feels like some of us i don't think i got a bad bean at all last year so some of us had worse luck than others but um I just I have fun hanging out with everyone, watching people play games, um, getting in on the group games, and just enjoying each other's company for 24 hours for a really good cause. So I'm looking forward to all of it. I guess. Yeah. So
0: as we mentioned, um, it'll be uh, Saturday, uh, November 12th. Um, but if you're hearing this after the date, remember you can donate um, anytime between then and December 31st. We're going to be having uh, streams all over the place. I know Jen's going to be running a, a, a marathon um, for her. Uh, uh, Goal um, within our team And then I'll probably have a couple others You know as the um, uh, Months go along But December 31st is a drop dead date Uh, But remember The stuff that takes donation goals Or prize incentives and stuff um, Only takes place on November 12th So make sure you tune in and donate then Um, But 9am Eastern Standard Time um, And then yeah We'll be uh, going through a whole bunch of stuff Um, I am very much uh, looking forward to it, um, as usual, um, because I think this year we actually have a plan in terms of of doing rotations instead of um, people just either feeling bad for going to sleep or staying up way later than they need to um, in there. And I think it'll be healthier and more fun for you guys because we won't be dragging by 9 a.m. Right.
2: Um, I'm really looking forward to the most is taking a break. Yeah. (laughs) Take like a two hour nap or something like that.
1: There's always a point where it it's usually, like, between, I want to say, like, 3 and 4 a.m. to 6 or 7 a.m. When it's just, like, everyone is just a zombie. So I'm looking forward to the breaks, too. I think it'll be nice to give everyone, you know, an equal amount of break time. So we're all we're all energized to the same yeah. level for the most part.
0: And I think it will improve, improve the quality of the stream. Yeah, um, for sure. Because everybody will be playing what they want to play, energized, and... You know, we'll, we'll um, not be just doing it out of some kind of obligation at that point. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably have some plan in place to who's up with who and who's sitting around for what games. But um, yeah, I think it'll be better for you guys um, and for us um, going forward with that. Um, and
2: the energy will be higher, more consistently.
0: Yeah. That for way. For sure. Yeah. So if you have any, if you're listening to this prior um, to Saturday. Um, and you have any suggestions for wheel of consequences or donation goals or things like that? No guarantee that we will do them, but you can definitely send it over to at Game Vault Pod, um, and uh, we'll we'll go through them and, and we'll we'll yell out uh, shout out um, if we add one of your donation goals, um, who it was, and and um, you know give you a little give you a little uh, acknowledgement on the stream. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have any, if you have any complaints about what we're doing, you can send all those tweets over to at Tom Schuster (laughs) on Twitter. You
2: know what I was thinking? Sorry to interrupt. Maybe we could have like a board or just something that we like. We just when someone donates, we put their name on the board or whatever, you know, just like a thank you. Yeah, we can figure out a ticker at the bottom. You know, actually,
1: you just reminded me. We have
2: a whiteboard at the house. Yeah,
1: we could do that. Names. We also have a feature on Twitch now where you can assign someone to be the guest star of your stream and that's it pops cool. their name up on the screen. So maybe we could do that too. Like feature, yeah. you know, someone who, yeah. like you said, either helps us hit like a certain amount or just donates a certain amount that's, you know, you can give them the extra shout out. I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, and Something we... that makes people feel as if they're a part of the stream.
1: Yeah, I, exactly.
0: And I, and I also have plenty of skin to write our, our viewers use their names on depending <laughs> on their <laughs> their donation levels oh yeah uh, it's just a, uh, I, I feel bad making fun of that <laughs> because of the story behind her but um anyway um yeah be sure let us know um, if you have any suggestions or anything um e- even if you have some suggestions for the later streams that we'll do um throughout the year um uh, for the rest of the um uh the winter here um please let us know um, before we go on to our um, uh, Retro Roulette game this week, I didn't tease earlier that um, I did have a uh, programming update for the Game Boy uh, Pod uh, streaming channel. Um, the two things I can set in um, stone now um, is I, I had been in discussion with uh, Jen and Tom about the fact that since we record these every other week, um, it might be good to have like some kind of news show or something or a trailer-watching thing, like, every week, um, just so we're not talking about news that everybody already knows about um, two weeks out. So um, on Thursdays, I'm going to be doing a stream where at least the first half, um, like half hour to an hour, we'll go over some news, and maybe watch some trailers, discuss it and all that. And then if there's any time left or anything, um, you know, maybe I'll play a game or two or something like that. Uh, Probably catching up on my backlog this time of year for for game of the year uh, stuff. Uh, So that'll be Thursday. And then Saturday, I haven't decided. It it might be like an early evening thing, like 7 p.m. instead of starting the normal 9 like we do. Um, And I was going to play through, since I just finished the game, um, play through all the Yakuza games um, on stream. Um, I, I know it opens up to me for people to very much backseat. (laughs) <laughs> the game, uh, but I think they're a fun game to play through, and I'm going to play them in like release order, so we're going to start with uh, uh, Yakuza 1, the, uh, the, the uh, Kiyami or however you say it, remake, or remaster, um, and instead of starting with Zero, um, and then we'll just go through that so that you can experience the story, um, and I'll come up with some catchy title for that. Um, this, these will all take place, uh, the week after extra life. Um, so be sure of that. And then there might be another day or two where I do something else, but, um, with all the other podcasts that we record, um, or at least I record here, um, I need to, um, you know, uh, not, not use all of my time. Um, I need other days to play through other games that I wouldn't play on stream or to do normal social things. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Yeah, and then I will jump on to, obviously Dan and Jen's streams um, if they're playing multiplayer games um, as well. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, I'll have Tom update the Twitter as soon as I have uh, everything solidified. Um, I may also be starting streams earlier than um, Jen usually does, or even Tom, because I tend to um, I can be done dinner a little bit earlier um, than them, and I also don't have a baby in Tom's case. Um, then I need to make sure is asleep before <laughs> starting to stream. Um, so, uh, I'll update you on that as well. Um, I hope by starting earlier, I can go longer as well. So, huh. so without further ado, um, this week, um, our uh, retro Elect game uh, was uh, The Lion King for the Super Nintendo. And um, I'll let uh, Jen uh, give her thoughts first.
1: Sure. So... Um... I had fun playing this game, although it was, you know, frustrating, as I feel like everyone knows it can get pretty frustrating. Um, I really liked the music. I really appreciated not only the graphics, but the way that they animated Simba, you know, jumping or running. It looked really nice. It obviously has that really obvious Disney look to it. Um, I thought it was a little weird that as he was a lion cub, he had a like a cat meow <laughs> as his roar. Like, it was just like, Meh. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> um, but I think overall, the first... I'll say this now, actually. I only got to the second the second level because I was just kind of getting frustrated with it and didn't feel like moving on to the infamously difficult Stampede level. Um, but I had played it before, so I kind of had a little taste already of what I was in for. But um, I had fun with the first level. I think it's fairly easy. Um, they do give you a few different difficulties that you could play it on, which I appreciated. So doing... Like the easiest level, you only have to hit the boss at the first level once, I believe, for you to move on to the next level, which is nice. Um, it also gives you a ton of continues. I think like eight lives and then three continues or something like that. So you do get a lot of chances. Um, there are some enemies that are that typical platformer kind of bullshit. Like uh, they're off screen, so you can't see until you jump onto the platform. To till you jump onto the platform that you're jumping onto, like uh, a porcupine where you have to roar at them to flip them over before you could jump on top of them. It's like that kind of stuff is to be expected from this kind of game, but it had some of that in it. Um, Again, I didn't play through the harder levels that come later, but I feel like the first few, the difficulty ramps up a bit slowly, which is nice. So you're not just tossed in the deep end right away, but um, they're easy to navigate. You could pick up like the letters or not the letters, the, I forget what, what you'd call them, like the little extra lives or just things that help you later on in the game. Um yeah. yeah, I really liked it. It was it was fun. Again, going into it, you have to expect it to be kind of frustrating because that's the style of the game it is. Um, but it looked great, it sounded great, and it wasn't difficult to figure out. I did have to I'm trying to think. There was one part where you have to roll forward. I think that was the second. Was it the boneyard level where you have to roll forward to get away from a boulder? Yes, I forget. Yeah,
0: that 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 part where I found out while looking up the cheats, that that was still an instant kill, even if you were invincible.
1: Yes. So that was kind of, that was kind of crazy. There were like little things like that, where I didn't know that you had the ability to do like a forward somersault, which gave you a speed boost to get away from this boulder, which like Mark just said, regardless if you were playing on invincibility mode, which is a cheat, or if you were playing on any other difficulty, if it hits you one hit, you're done, like dead. (laughs) So it It did have these moments of like, why is this so difficult out of nowhere?' And that was one of them. but I, I feel I feel like I understand why everyone loves it so much overall. Um, you know, it's 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 something that a kid would want to pick up and play from the way it looks. It's adorable. Um, but it's also something that gives an adult enough of a challenge to enjoy it as well. So overall, I think it was I think it was pretty fun. Um, again, I didn't play through a ton of it, but I think it's something that I, I might pick up and play at some point, um, but I'm not like dying to go back to it either. Yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, I, I agree with you on most points there. But um, since we have him here as a guest, Dan, what is your recollection of the Lion King game?
2: Uh, it's I played it when I was a kid, so it's been a long time since I played. But I watched Jan play for a little bit, and I, I watched you play it, um, and I remember it being difficult, almost unnecessarily difficult. For a kid's game, uh, but it, it, I, I do remember the graphics of being very colorful. You know, it's it's your standard side-scrolling kind of game. Uh, I, I think I got as far as
0: the uh, the Wildebeest. Wildebeest. Yeah. Uh, the, the what? The the Elephant Graveyard or the uh, the Stampede? The Stampede. 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 Okay.
2: Uh, so I got it as far as that and. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't remember too much after that, but I do remember the controls being pretty, uh, pretty easy. No, mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. You know, it, it didn't take you forever to figure it out. Um, and, and again, the, the backgrounds being very colorful, uh, it, it definitely was a Disney kind of game. It reminded me of some of the like the Mickey Mouse kind of games.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: it was fun. It was fun, but
0: unnecessarily difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That basically lines up with, with most of those um, uh, licensed games of, of the mid-90s the mid um, there. Uh, but, yeah, in, in my case, I, yeah, this was, this was one of the games that um, I played a lot as a child, um, just because it was one of those things when family members or parents bought you games, they just bought what they assumed everyone would like. And they're like, oh, this was a great movie, you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know. Maybe he'll like the game. Thankfully this and Aladdin were actually decent games to play. Yeah. You know, despite being very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, there's only so many times that I can hear the uh, the song um that in that one level where you gotta swing on the elephant or the hippo Oh butts my god. That. Yes. <laughs> over and <laughs> That's over a good again. Point. And then I yeah. watched the speed run of it and the stuff I was doing, you could completely avoid if you timed your jumps, right?
1: Yep, like, some of it you didn't have to do. I noticed that, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was like, oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> Damn <Right>.
0: it. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know if I'm that good, uh, because, as I've said before, my thing with, with, with platformers and stuff is I just have no confidence that the, the jump I'm going to do is going to work, hmm. um, which is my complete opposite when I'm playing Links, Link to the Past, Yeah, where I will take risk and do things, because, you know, outside of doing them a ton of times, you know, it's things you wouldn't think to do, Um, if you, if you haven't already, you know, I guess is that's why people on platformers that are really good at them, you know, are really good at them because they play them as much as I played that game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's why games like this in Donkey Kong Country, you know, where I hesitate, um, on jumps or if I get yelled at for when playing Mario games, um, where I don't hold the run button down, um, you know, especially the 2D ones, just because I'm worried that I'm just going to run myself into a hole, um, (laughs) So yeah, that I, I gotta say what I like about this game is that for a a, a game in the mid nineties, um, it looks pretty good. Um yeah. they do a real good job with the artwork in terms of if you if you do the time period. Um it looks enough like the um the movie um to sort of, you know, get you um sort of invested in the world. Um the the voice sample stuff is weird, but then again that's that's the genesis sound chip you know not really doing great with voices um at least at that point uh so that stuff's weird um but the music's great um the only level that's kind of weird is, is the stampede level because they're trying to do the coming at you um thing so you know they gotta they gotta make some adjustments for that because you're still technically in a 2d plane um it's just everything is turned facing you mm-hmm. um instead of sideways but I have to say, outside because I think we played both games, maybe not, but or for some reason I played the other game. Um, I still like this game better than Aladdin. Um, I I think this one, um, you know, at least makes more sense in the context of the movie. I I don't know how to actually phrase that correctly. Um, Like uh, in 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 Aladdin, you're like killing. Guards and people in the middle of the marketplace. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, you know, it it just doesn't make sense. He never really did that. Um, He ran away from them, but never like (laughs) fought them. Right, right. Um, But this, uh, the the Roar thing is great because they had, they only had like, they probably only really had the lion voice sample Mm -hmm. for when he's adult Simba. Right. So when they had to do Cub Simba, they had to come up with something. And I guess it was easier to get a Meow. You know, yeah. sort of like a like a like a house cat sound. Yeah. Than it would yeah. have been to figure out like go record a baby lion, um, <laughs> you know, to make it make it more um, realistic. Uh, but the the fun thing um, in the game is that um, it does the tonal shifts like the movie really well. Um, like once you uh, defeat the stampede, you go right into um, a mm-hmm. um level there. Um so you kind of get that cuz you see the death of Mufasa, you know spoiler alert, spoiler um, and um you you have that scene as little as they can put in it and then you go right into the you know like like the upbeat music mm-hmm. um comes right in. So I really like that element to it. Um it actually they did a better job of that than than when Aladdin switches its perspective cuz I don't think Aladdin uh, lends itself to uh, video game structure as well but yeah so so i really enjoyed it um and then since it's just the two of us that played the game um we will not have dan give out a score um (laughs) on it i will go to you first uh what is your score
1: i'm gonna give this a solid three out of five um you know like we said for for when it came out it looks great it sounds great for the most part um it's still challenging to this day um and overall it's a very faithful you know inspiration of the movie itself. So I think it does all of those things really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, aside from the really annoying BS platform or stuff that it has, I would give it a three out of five. I think it yeah. was a fun time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll go to, but you joke about the, um, the, the cop out. I'll, I'll do three and a half out of five. Um, <laughs> I think it, it, it's really good. Um, in all the ways that I mentioned, um, the ways it can be improved is the needlessly hard, even on easy um part of it the i couldn't imagine playing this on the highest level um right. especially that um watching the speedrunner do the scar fight mm-hmm. um you have to take damage in that and i don't know how you do that at a higher level um and still get you have to be like perfect on everything um so it's like needlessly too hard um but then again these were games that they were our only game so we got used to the difficulty um to play to 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 beat these games um and the other reason it's not like a four or five um is just because um some of the controls were um like i point out necessarily trying to figure out how to grab the hippo tails um if i didn't figure out that it you had to like perfectly um you know line up with the tail no matter how far away it was like you couldn't be a little off or a little short. Like you had to basically like, like there was a vertical box mm-hmm. above the tail that Simba had to go in for you to grab the tail. Yeah. Like, like even if you miss and if you came a little bit low, he didn't like grab on at the last moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish the controls were a little bit more forgiving to make that a little bit easier. And also when you're swinging on them, trying to swing back, yeah. you know, or, for you know, trying to time it so you don't go the wrong way. Right. Um, but, then again, it was a mid-90s license game, so they weren't going to be perfect in it. They got as close as I think you could. This is probably my favorite out of these license games of this time frame. Yeah. So um, I think we're good um, there. So three and a half out of five. And uh, so will we prepare for next week, let me uh, go spin that wheel. All right, so um, it looks like um, I'm not going to... Um, uh, sugar-coated here, I uh, saw one thing uh, pop up on the wheel in like second or third place and decided just to pick that one instead of going with what the wheel actually fell on, Jen. Um, so that would be the Addams Family for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, I noticed as a good uh, play-in with uh, Wednesday coming out at the end of the month um, on Netflix. Um, it, 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 all that Adams Family hype. <laughs> uh, for, for, for our stream and podcast. Um, uh, and I, I know th- I say this with knowing the answer, Jen. Um, mm-hmm. any experience with the Adams family for the Nintendo Entertainment System?
1: Nope, not even a little bit. I know nothing about it, so I'm going in with no expectations. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: but in, in a more serious question, um, experience with the Adams family the, pr- the property.
1: Yes. So I've watched I've watched the show and I'm still on the fence about the new show coming out. I'll I'll watch it, but um I like the actress that's playing Wednesday. So I think it'll probably be pretty decent. Um but other than that, I haven't played any of the other games. Like I know we were talking about Fester's Quest. Never played yeah. that. So I, I literally don't have a I don't have any idea how it's gonna go. I don't know if this is like one of those infamous horrible games that everyone talks about or if it's yeah. a good one. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, and like I said, in full transparency, the game that the wheel fell on was Mission Impossible for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I just thought there was no, you know, real tie-in for that, yeah. and the Adams Family finishing, like, second or third on the wheel there. I was like, alright, that, that's a sign. Yeah,
1: there's some um, relevancy there. So, yeah. Alright,
0: so, uh, that'll do it. Um, uh, Jen, Dan, any final words um, as we head into Extra Life here?
1: Um, If if, you know, you're not in a place to donate, um, the next best thing would be to uh, spread the word about the charity that we're running. Um, if you want to share the link for donating with friends and family, we would very much appreciate that because the more eyes and ears we can get on the the stream and also just the whole time period for donating would help us out a lot. It's a really good cause. Again, it's, it's for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's not many causes that are better than that, so... Please, again, if you can't donate, totally understandable. But if you could share with your friends and family, we would very much appreciate that as well. And we're looking forward to seeing all of you guys during the live stream to uh, torture us us with the Wheel of Consequences. Please and thank you.
0: Okay. And, um, yeah, so one final thing here that I had forgotten to mention. If you plan on doing, uh, your listener out there, and you're planning on doing an individual uh, stream for Extra Life um, to raise money, um please contact us we can make you part of the team and sort of promote you everywhere else as well um, that we can not saying we got a whole lot of pull <laughs> um you know out elsewhere but it'd be good to you know instead of just sitting out there alone in your on an island if this is your first time doing it we have a little experience you know signal boosting um yeah. and stuff like that so feel free to be part of the game ball pod team um if you need a way to connect Um, I think when you sign up, you can just do it. You don't have to notify us. Um, But just if you do want us to promote, um, you know, throughout the rest of the the winter here, um, or and definitely on the podcast, on the uh, uh, stream itself, um, to send us a note on either the Discords, um, either mine or Roxy's. Um, I'm just going to say mine because Tom barely looks at it. Um, (laughs) As it is. Um, And we'll be able to, um, you know, go from there. Um, with helping you out or you know maybe even getting you on uh, the stream to uh, promote so uh, yeah once again Saturday November 12th 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and um, see you guys next time for uh, Jen and Dan I'm Mark see you soon bye